My DJ and music production career effectively ended when I was deplatformed from SoundCloud. Seeing that very problem, Raniel decided to go ahead and invent Audius, a platform that allows musicians to monetize their content without the fear of being removed. This is a topic that's very near and dear to my own heart. It's actually what basically led me into a career in crypto. So you definitely don't want to miss this conversation. That's dope. In my former life, my pre-crypto and podcasting career, I was a DJ and a music oh, producer amazing. for about 20 years. And you know, SoundCloud was my core base. And I had tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, tens of millions of streams. And the death of my entire career was being removed from SoundCloud. For so many people, it <laughs> was, right? And there was no... Um there's no recourse there. There was no even you know, transparency whatsoever into what policies were driving all of that. Like, it was just the artist community was completely taken for granted there, despite being the source of all of the value on the SoundCloud, right? Um, I mean, that was the inspiration that led us to building Audius was like, uh, you know, I was just a big um, uh, dance music fan. And I saw all of my favorite creators either like getting kicked off of SoundCloud or choosing to leave SoundCloud from like 2014 to 2016 or so. And yeah, that was what led my co-founder and I to say, I mean, there has to be there has to be a better way to include artists in that policy making and in that um, you know, approach to actually operating these streaming commons, right? Yeah, so I've been a very big fan of what you're building. Basically, since the very beginning, I worked for another company that was not crypto-based that was trying to do the same thing and, and somewhat failed, but it's very near and dear to my heart, obviously, because A, I was removed, which meant my widgets were removed from every blog, everywhere. The music was basically erased from the entire internet, but B, I was never able to monetize that content. Mm -hmm. So talk about how you can actually do that as an artist now. Yeah, so um, so on Audius and and you know, really broadly across this Web three music movement, um, but you know I can talk to Audius specifically. Um, you can uh, gate access to content on tipping and other uh, other mechanisms um, to you know actually charge your fans to uh, access portions of your catalog, things like that. Um, yeah, the use cases of Audius that we've seen to date, and about seven million uh, fans listening every every month right now around a million tracks shared so far um, have been uh, a lot of the stuff that you probably used to use SoundCloud for and see SoundCloud be used for, like people sharing, you know, works in progress and, uh, you know, the beat I made over the weekend, see what my fans think of it. It's the stuff that like super fans just go wild for, right? And um, that audience we found is also has a very high propensity to pay for things um, because those are like, that, that's the segment of like your fan base back then that was you know, probably like going to all of your shows and like religiously following everything you say, everything you do. And yeah, so, so, you know, at a super high level, like the, the thesis of Audius was just to, to create a direct relationship between artist and fan that no one could take away from them, right? In the way that your entire fan base and, and ultimately like your ability to reach your community was ripped away from you by SoundCloud. Um, in the case of Audius, it's not it's not possible for us to take that away from you, right? Um, you will retain uh, access to your fans for, you know, for as long as you want to keep using these tools, right? Our company could go away and it would all still keep working. So, Well, how does that work? Yeah. So it's, um, 
the way Audius hosts content, distributes content, and uh, uh, you know helps artists monetize content, um, all of that whole end-to-end flow is decentralized. So it's being run by community members of the Audius ecosystem who run servers and um, you know help curate content. Um, all of like the way you know everything from content hosting to content discovery is community run on Audius. And um, yeah, like you know putting all of that together are you know the the little team that I work uh, uh, work on and, and run. We build and ship uh, open source content like uh, uh, code. Sorry that um, the community is then using to to operate this ecosystem. Um, If the community decides we're not doing a good job, they can vote to defund us, fund someone else, fund five teams. They can do whatever they want, right? This isn't isn't our property. It's it's theirs. Um, And uh, I think that, like, um, at its core is what Allow, has allowed us so far to be durable to um, some of the poor decision-making that uh, uh, SoundCloud made, but also uh, has allowed us to to kind of, you know, build trust early on with our community that, you know, like, in a way you don't have to trust us, right? They're the, um, you know, by removing the need to trust our team, we increase trust in this product and ecosystem for our users. If you've been following me for the last few months, then you definitely know that I've been trading and investing on BitGet. Now listen, it took me six months to decide that they were going to be the sponsor for the newsletter. But once I saw their partnership with Juventus, that they were the world's leading copy trading platform in crypto, and also that they're a top five exchange by volume, well, I was sold and I was convinced. And I've been using it ever since to dollar cost average and to invest in Bitcoin. You can also trade there with leverage, but of course, be careful if you're gonna do that. And I don't know if you saw the recent news, but they've also done a deal with Lionel Messi. Now you can get up to an $8,000 bonus using my link below and you can trade spot with absolutely no fees. You also get a 15% discount on trading leverage. Go ahead and sign up right now using the wolfofallstreets.info slash bitget. Claim that huge reward and use the world's best trading platform. How do you address copyright claims and issues if you're decentralized? Yeah, so um, the node operators that run on the Audius network, uh, you know, do still have a responsibility to uh, uh, to with respect to what they're hosting, right? So they actually run a uh, DMCA process. So those node operators field inbound requests, process them, um, you know, and uh, uh, you know there is, I, I guess, in our eyes, there's a distinction between, um, you know. The the open community of uh, node operators and content hosting has no obligation to host a given artist content, um, but that should not mean the artist losing their ability to reach their fans and to have distribution, right? Um, and uh, uh, you know, ultimately, if you as an artist feel that um, you know your like content is being taken down of yours unfairly or or unjustly. You know, there is an appeals process, but beyond that, um, you, you can self-host your own node, right? Um, it's a, it's just a free market for this, right? Like as a node operator, realistically, they don't, you know, they're wanting to, um, uh, uh, you know, operate this at a scale that, you know, with with the uh, uh, liability protections, everything else that the DMCA provides. Um but uh, you know, you as an artist can disagree with that if you want to. Um, you know, to date though, we haven't seen you know folks have 
issue with it, honestly. I think the difference in audiences, the audience ecosystems case is that this is all transparent and well understood. It's understood when that's happening, why that's happening. There is an appeals process that functions, unlike, you know, probably when you appeal things on SoundCloud. Six months later. It was like, you know, you're sending no an email into the ether and nothing's happening. So, um, so yeah, we, you know, we think this approach is, is uh, working and will continue to work. So you can have a track taken down or rejected, but you're not going to be deplatformed. Yes. Yeah. So it's more of a case-by-case basics on SoundCloud. They could take one track down, and then that would be a sweeping end of everything. And yeah. to, to your point, you wouldn't be able to get it back. Yeah, you would. And, and uh, you know, it's not even a, like on YouTube and other platforms, actually, you can, like, if you Yeah, they just monetize issues, it for the... Exactly right. Um, uh, you know, so that's where it's it's not like it was a legal issue for SoundCloud. It was just poor policy making and poor decision making, and to alienate that core community of folks like yourself that made it special, right? Um, yeah, it was, just, it was so frustrating to go through as a fan because similarly, I mean, all the content I had curated, all these playlists I'd made, all of you know how you know our all those memories that, you know, my friend group and community had centered around the music we used to listen to when we like threw parties and went out and everything else just went away. Right. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it was one part folks getting deplatformed. It was also one part, um, you know, folks losing confidence in SoundCloud and like choosing to deplatform themselves in, in a sense, because, uh, you know, why continue to invest money, time, energy in building a channel that can be ripped away from you at a whim, right? Yeah, but the problem was that a lot of people deplatform themselves and then none of the platforms they went to ever gained traction. Yes, that's fair. So that uh, so the, obviously you hope that you can gain that market share, yeah. even though over years later and sort of recapture that interest and faith. That's exactly right. And and I think uh, doing so with uh, monetization being a native part of uh, the tools here, right? So, um, you know, to date, Audius has been uh, a really great place to find your first few fans, to build a fan base, um, and then for larger artists to, like I mentioned earlier, experiment with things and share, you know, those works in progress, the things that otherwise wouldn't be seeing the light of day. Um, but, uh, you know, we... Yeah, and in about two years now, two and a half years, the product has been live in the market. We have over 7 million people listening to stuff every month, and uh, uh, that growth shows no signs of of stopping. You know, when the community serves as uh, effectively, you know, your marketing team, your street team, your, uh, you know, hosting and infrastructure team, like, it was possible, I think, for this network to scale far, far more quickly than uh, those traditional networks just because, um, you know, they were very capital intensive. They required, uh, you know, these big, huge teams and uh, a lot of money for bandwidth costs, everything else that in, in Audius's case, the, the community is, is collaboratively providing and getting paid by the network to do so. And you've also done a partnership with a huge social media platform, correct? Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we had a partnership with TikTok went live uh, about a year ago, and um, it's a really simple integration. So um, you know, it's 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 going to sound so stupid when I say it, but there's like not an easy way to uh, get raw, high quality audio content into TikTok, right? Um, to a point where 
like we had artists in our community literally taking their phone and holding it up to their like computer Recording. speaker to record their own song into TikTok, right? And uh, so this is just a really simple thing, right? To say, hey, um, you know, if you've uploaded something to Audius, you can now click one button and push that uh, push that straight into uh, into your TikTok account, and then there's kind of a link back to uh, to Audius from that, and it ended up uh, ended up yeah driving driving a good amount of usage engagement. And excitement. I think the uh, the kind of public narrative around it was kind of uh, a little bit overblown in proportion to like this, you know, very straightforward thing I described, right? right? Which is just a better. It, way it was an integration. It wasn't TikTok saying that every song that's ever going to be on yeah. TikTok in history is going to have to come from audience, which I think I. Some people did take it that way. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I don't know where all this like misinformation came from originally. Well, well, it's twenty twenty two, man. Yeah, yeah, I think you have a ninety nine percent shot at there being some misinformation. Yeah, yeah. So, how does? I mean, now we're seeing. I think the early iterations of how Web three and if that's what we even want to call it, because when you created it, there was no such thing as Web three, right? But we'll call it Web three can empower artists to build their own community outside of this predatory label system that's existed for basically as long as music has been distributed. What you know things can we look forward into the future? How can artists utilize this to make sure that they own their own content and can make a living? Yeah, I think it's it's um, you know so so the tools we're building and others in the community are, are building are, are a great first step. It's like giving, and I would characterize that first step as giving artists the means to, um, you know, build and aggregate a fan base that they have control of. I think the next phase that's still work in progress for everyone is, you know, it's it's one thing to uh, to have that fan base. It's wholly another thing to be able to port it between different places, right? Um, in the way that, uh, think about someone who runs like an email yeah. mailing list, right? Like they can export that list of emails. They can move it from, you know, Substack to like MailChimp or whatever whatever thing they want to use. Um, in music, that doesn't, doesn't work that way. Not yet, at least. Um, and while artists have sovereignty over their data in, in Web3, there's not yet like a good interoperable standard for um, you know, mapping fan bases and fan relationships across these experiences. Audius is seeking to be that, um, and we're very excited for, um, you know, I, I think that's like the the next few years of work for our community are centered around that platform opportunity around uh, fan relationship management and uh, these monetization tools that we're continuing to flesh out. But um, I think that's still an unsolved problem. And, uh, uh, you know, until we can fill in that missing puzzle piece. Um, I think a lot of the promise of this direction of work of this technology, uh, you know, will not come to pass, right? If we end up with like 50 different siloed, uh, uh, you know, sets of fan relationships across different products, like we're kind of back where we were. In, yeah, uh, you have to be able to like, bring your fans with you. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And do you find that because that's the state of the market right now that the content that's being posted on Audius is also being posted on Spotify 
and Apple Music. So it's just another outlet, but not the exclusive outlet for an artist's music. So that's a really good question. Um, yes and no. So we do see uh, artists sharing uh, a lot of things on Audius that they're sharing elsewhere, but we actually see them sharing more on Audius and earlier on Audius than they're typically sharing on, on other uh, channels. Almost um, a proof of concept. Exactly, right? Uh, uh, so, you know, we have a few uh, uh, bigger artists, for example, that like, have uploaded, um, you know, weekly works in progress of the same track and kind of gotten feedback along the way, iterated on it. Um, their communities uh, will actually like, you know, go track all those works in progress and discuss them in, in uh, um, you know, in in the community and say, hey, you know, I like I actually like the old one more than this one, whatever. Yeah. And then the artist finally makes uh, whatever decision that they're going to with the final version. And yeah, it's interesting to see kind of like, you know, some portions of community like uh, uh, saying, oh, you know, like, I think the, the other one was better. I think they should have done this, whatever, like, um, but, uh, uh, you know, quite a large uh, contingent as well. Um, saying, you know, like, uh, uh, it feels like it's, you know, it's still not done, right? We need more versions. We need more iterations. So, um, so in that sense, we also have seen, um, I think there's a level of sort of like polish and, um, everything else that, that artists typically associate with their brands on those major DSPs that on Audius, there's, there's kind of a, um, I don't know if this, this is maybe just the uh, ethos and, and sort of philo philosophically how our community has behaved over time, but um, there's not that same level of like seriousness, right? It doesn't People, have to be on its fifth master and, exactly. and, and radio ready and sound good in your car and on your TV. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, and we see folks uploading, you know, like, oh, I made a random beat when I was like, hi, yesterday, right? That's that's the stuff that like super fans love hearing, seeing, engaging with. And um, yeah, so so we do, I think it's, 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 a, uh, it's a disjointed use case from what people are using those major DSPs to do. Um, like, and if you want to listen to the major hits of, of your favorite artists, like Spotify is a great place to do that. Yeah. We're, not, we're not trying to compete with them. What we are trying to uh, create is, is kind of a, um, uh, you know, a commons for that, you know, any and all content that an artist may want to distribute and or gate access to. Um, for, for that sort of longer tail of their catalog. To so you don't necessarily expect to be a Spotify competitor, so to speak. You're Not really a, a platform yeah. where people can grow a super fan base and then engage with them. My, my wife is in internet marketing, and when I was, you know, kind of in the core of my career, we always talked about the fact that if you had maybe a thousand super fans, you could build an entire career just off of those thousand people easily and not, i don't yeah. mean that in a predatory or negative manner like it sounds but if you have a thousand people that will tell their friends and will consume everything you have but back then that meant selling them a cd or yeah. a t-shirt and shipping it to them there was no yeah. way to monetize that directly not at all and there shows. was no way there was no way to um to you know even keep track of those relationships with your fans i mean think about it like 20 30 years ago it was like if if you were um, an independent artist producing your own uh, uh, physical records, you still had to find distribution through like retail shops, swap meets, like yeah. you know, all of those. Literally sort of walk things. into every single store yeah. and convince them to yeah, play the yeah. record. But then you don't know who's buying it on the other side. You have no clue. You have no ability to reach them. Um, to, I would argue that the status quo today on Spotify, Apple Music, and these major DSPs is no different. 
You don't know who your fans are. You don't know where they are. You don't have any ability to um, to reach them. And as a broadcast medium and a mass audience medium, that's okay. Um, but I think it's going to be challenging for those uh, products and product experiences, you know, where they don't even have a relationship with the artist typically, right? They're uh, receiving content through a professional distributor, and then they're paying out through either that distributor or the PRO or, you know, whomever, right? Um, they, uh, you know, the DSP has no relationship with the artist, and therefore, you know, the artist has no nexus of, of understanding towards what their their fans are actually doing. Um, there's too many layers sitting in between all those folks. Um, and uh, yeah, to your point, um, you know, the the uh, thousand true fans should be possible today in music. It is possible in other uh, forms of media, but music is still um, there's still not a good place to actually like monetize a, a fan base in that manner, right? Um, the folks who use Patreon and and uh, we actually know some musicians using OnlyFans too. Yeah, um, I'm sure. And uh, like they, that kind of, uh, uh, the core issue with those channels is they're like having to beg people on their socials and, you know, whenever they do get an audience to say, hey, like, go find my Patreon, go find my, you know, like back in the day when, when the running joke was like, uh, uh, you know, go listen to my SoundCloud, uh, like on Twitter and those uh, social 100%. channels, people would drop SoundCloud links everywhere. Kind of feels like uh, that's what's having to happen with uh, folks who are using Patreon. They're just having to beg. Yeah, the, the innovation of SoundCloud that nobody talks about is the widget. Yeah. It's like the ability yeah. to put your music all over the place, which is why actually it still blows my mind that MySpace failed because they I actually know. had the music player that was built in. It was incredible. It was. I mean, they were the uh, – people don't give them enough credit. They were like the uh, kind of originator of this – sort of um, self-hosted, self-distributed music concept, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like that. I also, I guess I came up uh, listening to music in that era, but that was where like the the music community I was part of at that time, like the post-hardcore and like yeah. metal uh, uh, kind of community was all on MySpace, <laughs> actually. I'm dating myself, say. Uh, I'm 45 <laughs> years old, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I still remember who was in my top eight. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious. I remember I started when I started dating my wife when she told me I had to put her into my topic. <laughs> I remember it, remember it vividly. So, what you're building is it as applicable for a huge label artist uh, as it is for an independent artist, or is there conflict sometimes with the labels potentially? Because I know a lot of artists are under certain kinds of contracts and restrictions of what they can and can't post. In different places. Yeah. So um, today, Audius is predominantly or you know, really all used by um, uh, independent artists. So it's folks who own their own rights, both master and publishing. Um, it's just much more straightforward for them to share on a new platform that way, right? Um, there are some labels experimenting with Audius uh, uh, that we're aware of, and we're excited to see that happen more. Um, there's no technical reason um, these things have to be mutually exclusive. Sure. I think it's just uh, that, you know, labels and institutional folks generally move a little bit more slowly than uh, the independent artist, right? Um, so the independent artist, if you know, they can try low stakes experiments, uh, you know, with very little uh, uh, kind of, you know, to lose if, if things go wrong. Um, the institutional folks, it's like, you know, oh, they're 
15 people that need to say yes and you need to go through all this whatever um which is uh you know not to say there's not a desire from our community to work with them though right i think you know these that promise of directly engaging a fan base, growing it over time, um, and uh, uh, owning the ability to monetize it, which we feel will lead to, um, you know, and this is actually already proven out to date, like a fan on Audius being more valuable financially to you as an artist than a fan on another, oh, another platform. No question. Like, yeah. um, uh, uh, you know, that all those things apply equally well to uh, larger and institutionally, uh, uh, you know, managed um, artists as well, right? It just takes more time. I was um, talking about how slow they are, these behemoths. Uh, anyone who's in music would know, and most people don't, talk about a slow process. Let's talk about royalties. Yeah. Sound scan, right? I mean, you wait six <laughs> months to find out how many people listen to your thing to get your, like, $4 check. And that's if you're domestic, right? <laughs> like if someone in the UK listens to your music, we're talking years, and yeah, you have no idea. I have a, a friend who uh, uh, was, you know, for a brief period from like 2005 to 2007, eight, um, you know, a, a pop artist, and and he had a few uh, a few hits go, you know, get get some uh, pickup and and large listenership worldwide. He still gets royalty checks today for radio plays that happened in like 2007. He'll get a check for like 80 cents yeah. you know, from, yeah. from like Estonia or something, right? And he's like, I don't know who played this, when they played it, how there's just like money showing up in the You middle. also don't know if it's accurate. Yeah. And and these it's are all about the, having to trust a like yeah. a third party. Yeah. This arbit- it seems arbitrary. You just get a check every once in a while. Oh, it's completely arbitrary. Um, these are all edge cases, to be fair. But even in the best case, let's say you know you're an American artist, you're using an American distributor um, or working with American label and distributing like on an American DSP. So you know all all in the same country. You're still talking six to nine months uh, to to you know from listening happening to money in your pocket, and you have no visibility into what drove that number. Right. Right. You're just getting a check. And it's like, well, you know, uh, uh, it's so uh, true. Every once in a while, you just get a bigger check. <laughs> and it would have been great to have understood where that happened so that you could have maybe capitalized it or, or totally. leveraged that for another yeah. song or marketing efforts. A hundred percent. And and that's where the power of like owning that relationship with the fan kind of comes back, right? Like on, on Audius, you could actually... I mean, this tool doesn't exist today, but the data does exist and is exposed to you as an artist. You could, for example, say like, who are my fans in Cleveland? Like, I'm going to play a show there next week. How about I offer uh, my top 10 fans in Cleveland, like the ability to buy a ticket in advance before anyone else does, right? Like that's, that's possible when you have that data and understanding. Um, you know, what? one of the craziest stories I heard about um, like the traditional DSP latency around data, um, because there are uh, institutional folks that have that data in real time. The artist is just the one that, that right. doesn't. Yeah. Um, people will actually like front run artists in uh, the process of signing them or re-signing them, right? Like imagine if, if um, you know, I'm a, uh, uh, a label and, and you're an artist, like I might know that you're breaking before you yourself know that you're breaking, you know? And it's just, it's wild. It's wild. Like, uh, um, you know, that data should be on a level playing field and openly accessible to, you know, anyone the artist wants to share it with, right? So let's say that you dominate market share. This becomes a behemoth as big as you could ever dream of. What is the grand vision of what Audius would look like in that 
situation. Yeah, so 10 years from now, you know, we, like, uh, audius or no audius, we think the way the music industry is heading is towards uh, this economy predicated on direct, direct engagement, direct financial engagement, right? Where you as an artist are able to sell merch, concert tickets, um, content access, you know, fan club access, ability to engage with you directly to your fans and at a scale where, um, you know, you're, you're able to, to manage that without like, you know, going and talking to every single fan, right? Um, where Audius fits into that vision of the future, though, we see Audius being the foundation of that artist fan relationship, like the uh, sort of fan CRM of sorts, you could think of it as, right? Um, we really think, you know, you're, the core of your relationship with your favorite artists, you like their music. That's why, uh, uh, you know, the way Audius as, as a product has been built out to date is is to support that use case around building a fan base. But um, where where we think the Audius vision really comes into full focus is when you can, uh, like I described earlier, actually share that ability to access those fan relationships across all of the different product experiences and touch points you have with your fans. You know, the Audius core product is not going to do all of those things, but the relationships that you have with fans that you could build up here should have value across all of your touch points and vice versa. Um, you know, again, because it is uh, this community-owned commons, it's not like, um, you know, as, as an artist, you have control of all of that data and, and all of that um, all of that, uh, uh, kind of, uh, channel power that comes with it. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's sort of kind of a, I, in our eyes, a clear path to getting to that future of, you know, where a ticketing company would want to allow folks to market through this channel or, um, a merch company would want to allow people to, uh, you know, effectively like increase their, their kind of, uh, uh, credibility score in the eye of the artist based on how much merch they're buying, how much money they're spending on that artist across all these channels. Um, you know, we all take for granted in the uh, tech community that you can understand everything that's happening about your users when you throw a Google Analytics tag on your website and like throw your hands up. Um, in music that's it's like so we're so far from that reality and and that's where we think audius uh uh you know will will uh serve kind of a pivotal role for for the artists of the future well if audius had existed in 2015 2016 we might not be having this conversation <laughs> because i still might be uh, behind the decks of dj so i can only cheer that's for the future right. generations of uh, musicians that this works out and becomes the, the effective tool for everyone to monetize their audience. But thank you so much. I love what you're building. I can't Thanks wait to, for having to me. see the final iterations. That's dope.